Can you find something nice to say about him? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlosox, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts. We're up to the Parsha of Shoftim, and I pulled open today Rav Pam and Chomesh, the essays collected from the Rabbi Avraham Pam, great sage, enormous Torah scholar, saintly personality, who passed away, I thought it was about 20 years ago. It turns out it was 19 years ago today. Today is actually his yard site. I'm recording a little bit earlier in the week than usual. It's Tuesday, and it is the 28th of the month of Av. And that is his yard site, 28th of the month of Av. And always a great merit when one studies the Torah words of someone who's passed on, and certainly when one does so on his yard site. So let's share some of his insights to a five-word phrase in this week's Parsha that he addresses in this essay. The Shaftu Es Ha'am Mishpat Tzedek. The Torah describes in the um, 16th chapter of Devarim, verse 18 in our Parsha, the Shaftu Es Ha'am, they, the judges, shall judge the people Mishpat Tzedek, righteous judgment. So, of course, we want judges to judge accurately. But as referenced in this essay, the Medrash Tanchuma adds another nuance here. This notion, Veshaftu Esa Amishpat Tzedek, they shall judge the nation a righteous judgment, says the Medrash, Sheumatin umalamdim alehem zuchus, that they should intercede on behalf of the Jewish people before God and seek to find merit for them before Him. As Rapam understands it, this is the notion of finding a merit even where it's not immediately evident. Medrash goes on to describe a situation where a person was chosen to be a leader due to his ability to defend the populace before God. The uh, Medrash describes Gidon. Gidon, uh, in the period of the judges, so following Moshe and Joshua, Moshe and Yeshua, who the period of the Shoftim, pre-monarchy, where we have more of a, almost a confederation of states of each of the different tribes, and where the leadership is not dynastic, also not a standard democratic process, but it is a divinely driven system of judges, and the fifth judge of the people, we're talking about 150 years after um, Joshua has passed away and um, you know, several generations into the next stage, uh, Gidon leads Israel for 40 years. And as described in the book of Judges, in Shoftim chapter 6, the Jewish people had fallen. We, as Rabbi Pam describes in his essay, we were in the web of sin. And we've been punished by being subjugated under the Midianites. And they wreaked havoc on our homeland, destroyed our crops, destroyed even the topsoil, put us into a situation of great poverty and hunger. And this triggered a repentance among the people, and Gidon was appointed, a rather unknown figure until that time, who had not commanded much respect, and he was now to be the one to rally the people to fight their enemies. And as is described there in the text, I'm basically uh, quoting over here, The angel of Hashem appeared to Gidon and said to him, God is with you, O mighty hero. Gidon said to him, I beg you, my lord, if Hashem is with us, why has this happened to us? 
Where were all his wonders which our forefathers told us, saying, Behold, Hashem brought us out of Egypt. For now Hashem deserted us, and he delivered us into the control of Midian. Hashem said to him, Hashem turned to him and said, Go with the strength of yours. You will save Israel from the control of Midian. Behold, I have sent you. And Rashi there explains that Gidon made reference to the exodus of Egypt because this was on Pesach time. Was that, that was when he was having this revelation that he was to be the leader. And Gidon was declaring that my father recited the Hallel and recited the, the Seder elements yesterday. And he told us how God had taken us out of Egypt. But it seems like God had forsaken us now. If our forefathers were righteous, he should save us in their merit. And if they were not deserving, then if he managed to save them despite that, he should save us as well. And to this, the angel responded, go with the strength of yours and the merit of your coming to bat for your people and the merit of your pleading favorably on their behalf and the merit of your being the one who is arguing to advocate for them, that is going to propel you to leadership. This notion of finding the positive the nuance which will allow me to argue on behalf of the one who is otherwise in trouble, even when they seemingly, or very clearly, don't have personal merit. Continuing in that essay, uh, the Rav Ham notes that one could have expected God to turn back at Gidon and say, hey, like, what are you, why are you challenging me this way? <laughs> they deserve what's coming their way. Yet it was precisely this advocacy, this limud zchus, this finding the nuance of good, finding the nuance of merit, finding the argument to defend them. It was this advocacy that God wanted to hear from him and that earned him the privilege of becoming their savior. Gino did not say that they were all righteous. He knew they weren't. But he was arguing there should still be room to come protect them despite that. This notion of finding the trait, finding the the nuance, finding the argument to defend the other, this notion of limud zchus, the medrash is saying, is what's included in the verse in Araparsha, that the judges shall judge, always interceding to find the merit of the people, and it's not limited to the high court, it's not limited to the regional court, it's not limited to the local court or the magistrate. Each of us have encounters in which we recognize that somebody is in some type of trouble something's not going their way. And they could use somebody coming to bat for them. Now, that could be simply and and very purely coming to bat in terms of prayer to God. Trying to petition God on behalf of someone who is having various types of troubles. And in a kind of very practical realm, you could have somebody in the work environment and you know that his supervisor is coming down hard on him you could have somebody in a family setting and a parent is giving them a hard time. It could be the other way around. <laughs> it could be a child who is being dismissive of the needs of a senior parent. Whatever the setting, social setting, work setting, family dynamics, we've probably all noticed situations in which somebody is at the brunt of someone else's frustration and may even have been the cause of that frustration, and may not be fully righteous, and may not have a huge list of merit. But let's for a moment 
imagine that the person we are focusing our attention on is somebody that we really care about. It's our spouse. It's our sibling. Try to put ourselves into their position. What if that were me? Would I, how would I relate to other people just letting things go and leaving it be? How much would I be disturbed and frustrated by that? And, and in the other direction, how much would I view someone as heroic for standing up for me? How much would I value that? How much would I appreciate that? How much would I feel, how, how great I would feel about myself that someone else cares enough to stand up for me? This notion of finding the zuchut, finding the merit for somebody, or arguing on behalf of someone where there is no clear merit, but hey, come on, maybe we could get another chance. You know what? I'll offer to take him under my wing and, and help teach him the ropes. You don't have to come down so hard on him. This may require creativity in our part, but the creativity will probably come as a result of care on our part. If we really are concerned, if we really are focused on trying to be there for the other, we'll probably come up with a method of doing so. Limud schus or limud schut, finding that, again, that argument, that, that means of deflecting the wrath, of deflecting the disturbance of solving that problem is something that, again, in the Gidon story, catapulted him to leadership. In our Parsha, is indicative of a proper judge and can catapult all of us to be deemed proper advocates in the eyes of God. We are standing at the threshold of the month of Elul, the month that leads into the period of the High Holidays, and we are all very hopeful that God will find favor with us, that God will be willing to kind of let some of our mistakes uh, be maybe less significant than they otherwise might be, that God will allow our prayers to advocate for ourselves, our various merits to advocate for ourselves. God, in a sense, mirrors what we do. The Talmud describes, if we are ready to overlook the issue of what someone did that should concern us, if we're already there ready to help someone else overlook that issue, or we're there ready to come to bat for the other, well, all the more likely that God will allow that to happen for us as well. We want that to happen, we need that to happen, and we should therefore be all the more focused on being there, being those advocates for the other in whatever situations we find ourselves and again, sometimes it's a really big deal where the person's job may be on the line, their marriage may be on the line, their family relationship may be on the line, sometimes a lot more subtle. And it's just an issue of whether they'll be really accepted into inner circle, get a subtle promotion. But throughout, to the degree that we care for the other, we can creatively be there for that other and help them overcome those various hurdles. Let's kind of try to make this a big deal as we look towards the month of Elul, the month leading into Rosh Hashanah, that we are going to be attentive to the fact, you know, simply mindful of what is happening to those that surround us and where there are setbacks uh, in areas of concern in their lives, and that we will be there trying to advocate and help resolve those issues. 
Doing so can be a great merit for ourselves, great boost as we face God's judgment just over a month from now, and will be one of those great traits that will help secure that each of us achieve Eretachos.